Welcome to Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, with your host, Mr. James Gardino Sr. That's me. I'm going to be talking about dividend stocks and investing for weekly cash flow. My main goal, 1% return per week. These are live trading sessions. If you want to join in, just let me know. Now, on with the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk coming to you Wednesday, September 15th. It's 3.26 p.m. And you might be thinking to yourself, why am I coming so late in the day? Well, number one, it's Wednesday. Number two, it's halfway through the week. Number three, we got two days left. So that is what it is. Um, like I said, 3.26, Wednesday, September 15th. Let's jump on in. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader. Where we talk about dividend stocks, investing, and... Where are we today? We got five stocks that we brought in from last week. Um, let's just jump in and take it from the top to the bottom with CINF first on the list. Where is it doing today? The last 90 days of this, we have uh, some very, very, very strong support at 113. However, we did have a high at 125. That was towards the end of August. Since the high of August, she's been dropping, 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 and she finally seems to have found a bottom at 116, bouncing off to that hit at 118. So she's sitting at 118 and just camping out, so to speak. So where are we with uh, CINF? CINF, we got, uh, we got at 123, and we sold two calls at 120. Give us a little bit of a, a you know, some kind of a premium. We are going to collect the dividends on this this week because CINF is paying the dividends this week. So we're going to collect the dividends, collect the premium, and I really hope it goes above 120 because I really don't want to hold this thing for another month because Cincinnati Financial is a monthly optionable stock, which means if I don't get rid of it now, I'm going to have to hold on to it longer. And I really don't want to do that because it, it uh, keeps me from progressing. You know, so you only make money when you're buying and selling. And if you don't buy and sell, you just sit there stagnant. And I don't really want to do that. So 3M is next on the list. 3M, we all know what they do. They make stuff. All right, so we got 198. Okay, and we sold the 190s. Um, because we have no idea where it's going to bottom up. But it appears, it looks like it found its bottom. 90 days ago, she was sitting at, uh, what was that, 187? She had a high at 208.95, almost hitting 209 for a new high. She went sideways for quite a while at the 197, 198 area until just recently she dropped down to uh, below 190. So she's sitting at 184 at the moment. And uh, we got it, I believe, where were we again? 198. So we're sitting at 190. Now, 3M, I don't mind holding onto it. Couple of reasons. Number one, I only got 100 shares. Big deal. Collected the dividend on it, um, and we're now we're collecting premiums. Now we can collect premiums on this on a weekly basis. So I'm going to continue doing that. So unlike those people who just want to buy the stock and hold on to it and just collect one dividend every 90 days, I'm collecting the dividend and collecting the premiums. Sometimes I do both. Sometimes I collect just the premium. Sometimes I collect the premium and profit. Profit premium all works for me. However it works, I just want to get that 1% return per week. So we try a lot of different strategies and basically just sticking with those two. 
the div cap play, which is we're looking to capture the dividend, or we just look for collecting the premium, doing what's called a covered call. Covered call is one of the safest ways of, of getting a 1% return on your money. You're buying the stock, or let's say buying it for a buck, and you're selling it for a buck, but you're collecting what's called a premium because you're giving someone else the opportunity to buy it from you for the exact same price that you paid for it. Now, Philip Morris is next on our list. Last 90 days, Philip Morris has some good support. I wouldn't say really good support, but had some support at 93. She had 93 back in uh, April. Uh, she went up a little bit, came back down, hit 93, bounced back off of it. So we got, uh, you know, two two uh, bits of information that support a couple of months apart. So hopefully it's a good support at, at 93. And uh, <clears throat> a high at 106, and that was just last week. 106.51. She's sitting at 103 at the moment. And she's got the dividend coming up also, which works for me. Now we got uh, Philip Morris at 106. However, considering she dipped a little bit, we sold the 105 call just so we can collect something that has some kind of money to it. So we collected the premium last week on Philip Morris, collected the premium again this week on Philip Morris, and looks like we're going to be collecting the dividend this week for Philip Morris. So we got two premiums and the dividend for the same stock. Now, if it stays below 106, never goes above my target price, I'll keep it. And I'll just keep on writing the premium week after week after week. Now, this is something that some people might want to think about doing for those who just happen to own a stock. They're just sitting there collecting dividends just once every 90 days. Really, think about it. If you can collect additional money, why not? You put it way far out of the money, way out of the reach, at least three to four uh, strike prices out of wherever the active price is at the moment, and just keep an eye on it. If it gets too close, all right, buy it back if you have to. If not, let it expire, collect the premium, and then go on to the next week. Uh, it doesn't look like, uh, well, actually, it was a very nice day for Philip Morris. She opened up at 102. She's sitting at 103.68 at the moment, which is not bad. STX is next on the list. STX, we've been having this one for, oh my goodness, quite a time. We actually bought this when it was way up in the high area. Now we have some really decent support at 81, 81, 82 area for STX, which is um, the company Seagate. All right, so back in April, she was at uh, 81. And she hit a high at uh, 106.22. That was in mid-May. Now, from there, she drops down to 81 again. That, and that was uh, in mid-July. Now, she hit it again yesterday. Ooh, excuse me. You hear that? You want yesterday? Hit 82 this time. She bounces off that, and she's sitting at 84 today. Ooh, 84 for STX. Now, STX, like I said, we got that back way in, uh, in June at 98. Now, we only sold the 87 calls, and we collected a decent premium, just a, a shy of uh, 500 bucks for that one, which is half the price that we're looking for in order to gain. Now, we seem to be quite low this month, uh, this week. You know, we're down 23000 but not really down 23000 It's just the value of the stocks have gone down 23000 Now, I'm not planning on selling at a loss, so, you know, I just let it sit there. Um, eventually, they'll all come back eventually. Uh, but 
this is a great one. I probably really should go into that a little bit deeper to show you how many premiums we collect and how many dividends we collect the dividends once on this, and we got the dividends coming up again. I, I don't know if it's this week or next week, but I'm going to check that and, and get back to you on that one. So we collected the dividend once. We collected the pre premiums from covered calls, which basically giving the option for people to buy it from me um, more than a dozen times. I had to buy back twice, but out of those dozen times, I've more than made a whole bunch of money off of this one, which is great. And again, Seagate, I wouldn't mind owning it and keeping it for the rest, you know, for a few years, but it's not my game. My game is cash flow. Actually, my game is weekly cash flow. Okay, so you have all this money sitting around. What are you doing? You're just going to let it grow, 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 grow. Eventually, you got to cash it in. Okay, why not get it to a certain point and then live off the interest or live off the premiums? All right, so <clears throat> that's STX. VFC is last on the list. VFC was a godsend a couple of weeks ago. Now, last 90 days for VFC, we had a high at 90.79. That was towards the end of April. From there, she dropped down to 79.80 and went sideways for about six months before dropping again to 76. Traveled there for a month and not yet dropping again. And she's hanging out at 69.36, way, way out of the money. I could actually, if you think about it, I could buy those back to 73s, buy those back and sell the 70s, which I think I might do. So let's grab a little bit extra money right there. Go back to monitor, VFC. We're gonna right click on VFC, drop down window opens up. We're gonna create what's a, create a closing order. We're gonna buy back the 73s, the eight 73s. And it's going at 10 cents at the moment. Before I do that, I have to do the 70s and it's at 6938 that's not a gamble I want to take because the 72s are basically worthless okay um, 72 and a half is worthless 73 is worthless but if I want to buy it back it's gonna cost me 80 bucks now I could sell the 70s it's the only thing that has any value it's 30 cents per share to sell and 40 cents a share to buy now, do I really want to do that no I don't think so so I'm not going to, I'm going to pass on that one. So there's really not much going on today. Let's see if there's anything in the works on Warren Buffett's list. And BMY is on the list for tomorrow. So let's check it out if BMY is going to be a good candidate to jump in on in the morning. Let's okay. BMY, we're going to put that into Bristol Myers Squibb. Wow, these guys have been around for over 100 years. I know that because I used to sell door-to-door -to, -door <laughs> to TriStar Vacuum Cleaner, which is made by Bristol Myers Squibb. Okay, so yeah, I was at one point a door-to-door -door vacuum cleaner salesman. Didn't last very long. I wasn't very good at it. <laughs> anyway, we got a 45-cent dividend coming up. BMY started out the year last year at 59.65 has some support down here at 56.87 in the one-year chart. Hit it twice, 
Now from there, she jumps up to a training range right around 60, 62 and goes sideways all the way up until May. And then from May, she slowly escalates all the way up to 69.75, which is the high of the year. Now, apparently, after the high of the year, it's been nothing, almost not, I shouldn't say nothing but down, almost nothing but down. She goes from 69, okay, so 69 on the 23rd, 68 the 26th, 68, or sorry, 68, 24th. 68.20, the 24th, 67, 7, the 26th, 67.08, the 28th, and this is just slowly down. And then by uh, the beginning of September, she's dropped down to 66, and then, uh, then the 65, then the 64, then the 60, what is that, 64 and a half, then the 63.85, then the 63.38, then yesterday she dropped down to 63.06 and today she's at 62.07, 62.08. So is that going to be the new bottom? Who knows? Let's check out the seasonality to have an idea of what this company normally does this time of year and find out where we think it might be headed. Now, she does seem to be flat this week, okay? as of today, and it looks like to, this is the bottom of today. Seems to be the bottom for this little time frame. And it looks like she should escalate nicely, which seasonality speaking wise, it's a good day to get in. And you know what? I think I will get in today. I think I'll take, before I do that, I'm gonna check on the big chart for Bristol Myers Squibb, BMY, and see what that says. All right, so the last couple of weeks on the big chart definitely 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 that is an awesome uptrend see although the stock price is moving down the trend is going up now that always confuses me because clearly the chart says it's going down but the trend line is moving up so with the trend line moving up sellers at a peak and buyers at a at, at, at a low All right, let's give you a quick number on them we got sellers at 35 and buyers at nine. That is a three to one spread. Um, and you know what? I'm gonna take the gamble here and saying that this is the bottom. This, this is just me, okay? I'm gonna do a, a spread trade on this. I'm gonna do a very close one and see what I can come out of it. Because my guess is they got the dividend coming up in, in, in two weeks uh, for tomorrow. This might be a good one to get in first thing in the morning, but I'm gonna jump into it now because there's only 20 minutes left of the day. Let's look at the trade grid for BM1. We got the bid at 62.09 and the ask at 62.10. And we all know what that means. With it being so tight, that means there is a lot of volume. All right, so uh, we got the 62 going at 45 cents. So if you buy, if we do just a covered call, let's check this out. A covered call for the next three days. Well, well, two days, you got Thursday and Friday. Okay, today you got what, 20 minutes left? So if you bought it at the current price right now, the 62.10, and you can sell the 62, that's a 45 cent premium, okay, which is 30 cents, which would be a 1% return. Or if you want to really go up, you can go 62 and a half and get the 21 cent premium. But what I think I'm gonna do is I think I'm gonna do just a spread trade and um, 
I'm going to do in the money spread trade, see what that looks like, 75 cents, which would be a 30% return for two days. Now, 30% return for two days is really, really not that bad. So I think that's what I'm going to do. At 74 cents per share, how many do you think we're going to be able to get? Let's check and see how much money we have to play with. We have $2,000 to play with. So 74, that's 30. I don't know, let's try, try 20. So let's just do 20 contracts. Okay. All right, so we're gonna buy 20 contracts of BMY, 17 September 21, which is this Friday. So two days for 74 cents per share, which means the maximum I can make is 525 bucks. So it's gonna cost me $1,500 to do this trade. So 520 bucks off of 1,500. That's a 30% trade for two days. That's it, two days, 30%. Let's give it a try. So there we go. Up off to the races, BMY, and she gets filled at 74. Got to love it. So we just bought BMY at 74. Got two 20 contracts, which controls 2,000 shares. Okay, now, this better work out because I really can't afford to buy 2,000 shares because my money's all tapped out. But BMY is in the money, so more than likely, I will be out of this come Friday. So, all that being said, we've got a 30% trade on the works, on the books. I'm going to quickly take a picture of this, save it for my calendar so I can post it later. There we go, trade for the day. And we're going to save that for September. And it is today's date, September 15th. All right, so we're saving that for September 15th. Let's get that out of here. We're half, oh my God, we're halfway through the month. So this is the third month of the third quarter of the year 2021. Ooh, so we have, ooh, 15 days and one quarter to go. Ooh, that's not a lot. So all that being said, this is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10 Minute Trader. We're out of here for today. Very simple, very easy. We got a nice little 30% trade on the books for the day. Out of here, we'll catch you guys tomorrow and see how it works. I'm gonna be uh, traveling tomorrow, so I'll probably do a podcast before I leave. And then Friday, again, we're gonna hit you up at 3.30, quarter four, see what's happening and see where we're going, okay? So this is James, have a great day, and we'll talk to you later. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day.